Oh, Lord, I just had two weird, crazy dreams back to back. I don't know the meaning or interpretation from them. Uh, guess I'll start with the first one. I mean, the last one first, since it's the first is in my mind. And um, so this last one. Um, I come home to my apartment and my ex-wife was in my apartment with um, some girl that I don't really know. I met her before through um, a guy I no longer associate with. Uh, basically, just because he was starting to become real disrespectful um, and uh, real arrogant and prideful um, in my last dealings with him. So I pretty much cut him off and uh, and I told him I'm not dealing with him no more. And that was that. And um, yeah, I'm just at a different point in my life. Like... Uh, uh, if you violate or disrespect in any type of way, there's the door. And I just don't got time for it no more. Uh, I always forgive, of course, but um, I do not have to continue dealing with uh, uh, disrespectful people. And, uh, you know, that's just how I live my life now. I just learned my lesson, you know. Uh, I'm getting older, and I just don't give people uh the many that many opportunities to uh to take advantage of me anymore whereas before when i was younger i would let it happen over and over and over and over and over again yada yada but um so she was here with that lady and um that lady um i can't remember her name i see her face all the time on instagram because um, I was following her, but I actually just stopped following her because she's just real negative. Even like when I when I was introduced to her, she came over to my house to do some music and she was just complaining like immediately like, oh, if you don't record on Pro Tools, I'm not recording over here. I don't I can't do it. I just can't. You need to get it together. So she was kind of acting like that. And uh, I was just like, okay, you know, in my head, I'm just thinking like, you shot yourself in the foot with that. Like, I honestly, like, I didn't even, you know, I don't know what was told to her anyways. Like I said, the guy that introduced us was very disrespectful. Um, and this was, he was becoming very disrespectful. And this was actually probably not even like a couple of days before we, fell out went our own way so um i could only imagine what he told her but he was a liar and a thief and he wasn't living um the way that i want to live my life and people may think that's selfish but uh i'm drawing close to closer into the lord and i want to be obedient to christ and i don't care what man thinks i only care what god thinks and i care about pleasing uh the lord and savior jesus and i want to 
live the way that I'm being called to live. And I get it. I understand there's been generation after generation since the beginning of time that are not agree uh, in agreement with uh, living according to, to Jesus Christ's teachings. And uh, there's a place for them because of that. Um, that's not going to be me. I, I want to uh, make it to heaven and um, I want to be an obedient disciple of Christ. So, uh, but, um, so yeah, um, they were just being crazy there. I couldn't get rid of them. Uh, so I began to get angry, which has made it worse because then it just turned into an argument. They definitely weren't leaving then. Uh, basically, you just couldn't win. That's exactly how it was. And that's pretty much my life story. It's like, um, you know, imagine you come home and you're like, hey, get out of my house. And then people get offended because now you're being crazy because you don't want them there. Now you're fighting with everybody. So that's how it was going. So I was just like, fine, I'll leave. And so I was trying to leave and then some of my friends showed up like to surprise me and he brought his friends with him, which that has also happened in the past before, you know, um, in this case, it was, uh, my friend Josiah. I brought him up in the previous episode. So I figured I'd mention it. My life right now is just an open book and I don't care because nobody's listening to these things. Anyways, it's just like an online, uh, diary really for me to access and you know when I die it'll be out there if anybody finds it I guess so I'm not promoting this so if anybody finds it they just happen to find it so um I mean it is on my like Instagram my social media links or whatever I think at least Instagram but I don't you know whatever I don't care like I said if it can help anybody cool um but anyway, so he comes with his friends, and it just turned into a big mess. I just couldn't get rid of these people, you know, and as much as I kept trying to put them away and get them out of my life, they kept coming and coming and coming, and, you know, it's weird because the more obedient to Christ you, you are trying to become, it's like the harder it is, the harder it gets because it's like you want to obey his teachings but it's just like, man, it just keeps getting me into a bigger mess. And that's what happened. Like, every time I try to turn somebody away, they would get offended. So I would be like, all right, fine, you can stay, you know, but let's just go outside or whatever. So, but, you know, they're bringing friends, family, you know, it's like everybody's trying. I don't know what they want from me. Like, it's just driving me crazy. And like, I really do go through these things in life. Like this really does happen to me. Like in this dream, of course it was over exaggerated. It was like, it turned into like the hugest gathering of people ever. But I don't know. It was just like, I woke I'm, I just woke up and I'm like sweating and just, you know, my muscles hurt, like, because in the dream, I'm pushing. I'm like, it got so crowded to where everybody was just in my house. Of course, you know, when you got that many people in there, people are definitely stealing and robbing and looting. And um, 
it was just, and then it was people that I thought I knew because they looked like somebody I know, but it wasn't actually the person I knew. And then finally I seen the person I knew and I'm like, oh, well, this must have been your, he's like, yeah, that's my brother. That's my cousin or that's my dad. Or it was related to the person I knew, but it wasn't actually the person I knew. So that happened a lot too, you know, but that's why it was like so many more people than expected because people look like people that, that I knew, but it wasn't actually the person I knew. But then when I finally ran into the person I knew, they told me, they confirmed like, yeah, that's my family. And, um, you know, actually everybody was African-American in this dream. Um, uh, initially, my ex-wife was here. She's Caucasian. Um, and, um, but I think she brought, like, her new dude, which she's, like, Hispanic or African-American. I don't even know, but. It just got so out of control, man. And I just couldn't get rid of these people. It was a nightmare, honestly. It really was a nightmare. And I woke up at 7.24. But when I woke up, my vision was kind of blurry when I first looked at the clock. So it was like 77.24. So I looked that up in a strong concordance. And... Um, Let's see. Uh, 24. 24 is feeling the vexation and anger, which that's exactly what I was feeling. And 77 is without expense for which nothing has to be paid. Um, which that makes sense too, because, you know, by Jesus dying for our sins, um, he paid the price for us so that we can make it into heaven because we are all sinners. And even today when I was praying before I went to bed, just now I make sure I pray, you know, now I let me down to sleep. Um, that prayer, you know, if I die before I wake, I pray my Lord, I pray my soul, the Lord to take. Sorry, I'm just still trying to come out to sleep. Mind you, I didn't go to bed till like three something, you know what I mean? So I was up just late. I could I didn't even realize I was up that late. I was watching uh, this uh, TV series called Dead Like Me, which usually I nor never, ever watch secular TV at all. I don't have Netflix. This is on Amazon. And I, know, I normally never watch any type of secular TV, but this is an older program. I think it was from like 2003 or something. I really don't know. But um, I don't know. It just stuck out to me because it's about death and dying. And, you know, I've dealt with that, with losing both my parents. And I don't know. I woke up after the first dream. The first dream was... Um, that one had me just, that one was, well, I actually had three dreams. Yeah, because the dream before that um, it was something similar to where I was like um, on this other property with somebody. And I guess we were 
landscaping, like we're going to cut grass or going somewhere to cut grass. And I was like, well, let me go cut this guy's grass because he's uh, his mom's grass because he always comes and cuts my grass. And he cut my grass all summer and I still haven't came to, to repay the favor. So let me come and cut his mother's grass. Well, I was figured out, like, you know, get unloading the llama or whatever. He had already started, he showed up and started cutting his mom's grass. So he had already got a head start. I'm like, well, hurry up. So I went out there and started cutting. And um, I got done or whatever. And he's being really cool. And actually, the dude was a pretty cool guy that I know. I actually met him over here. And uh, his name's Shane, uh, but kind of fell out with one of his friends, Chucky. And he offered to make it right, but I turned it down because I just didn't want to deal with the dude Chucky anymore because of his lifestyle. And I was trying to get out of that lifestyle. And I backslid a lot when I was over here because I was dealing with the loss of my father and the divorce and... You know, it really doesn't matter. I mean, God wants you to be militant about your obedience. You know, there's there's no cause for backsliding. And I just wasn't getting it, you know, and I actually kind of didn't care. You know, when you backslide, it's like you give up hope almost, you know, but it's dangerous because that's what the enemy, Satan, tries to get you to do because he wants you to go to hell. And if you die in sin, you die in sin and you go to hell because you didn't have a chance to ask for forgiveness. So um, that's why I keep short accounts with the Lord. I know they preach once saved, always saved. But, you know, just from all the research that I've been doing, I don't want to take that chance. I don't want to leave that up to chance. So. You know, even if that is it, how do any of us really know? Because we're all still alive. It's not like we dead. And, and, and it's not like the great white throne judgment has happened. And there's already an, a heaven and hell. I think it all happens at once. You know, but I don't know. It's all a mystery for everybody. And my, my, my logical thinking about it is, um, you know, I don't know personally. And I don't. I can't trust man. I can't trust myself. I say prayers to God all the time. Like, please help me because my thinking is so distorted down here and I, I make so many mistakes. Like, I can't navigate through this fog without without your light. Like, I just can't do it. I can't navigate through the darkness without your light. And um, all that we have is his Bible, which is the instructions. And uh, in there from what I gathered from my research and just from um, studying just other pastors and preachers, but you can't trust them either, you know. Um, it's just best to keep short accounts with the Lord. It's better safe than sorry. Throughout my whole life, I just learned you, you bet, you're better off being safe than sorry. Um, you know, it's like, did I... Did I turn off all, did I just turn off the iron before I left the house and you're locking the door and you know you're late? Go unlock the door, go back in there and just double check, triple check. It's better to be safe than sorry, right? Because 
you know, what if you burn your house down? It's not worth it. So, yeah, you're better off on that. So, anyways, I was with Shane, and uh, I don't know what was going on, but somehow we were, like, at this at the, this really, really high part of the property, and it was, like, a mountain to get down from. And he had, like, a reptile or, like, a lizard on his shoulder. And he wanted me to, like, 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 sit on his shoulders. And I think the dude Chucky was there. So, you know, dreams are weird. But anyways, he was planning on, like, scaling all the way down. Um, because he thought it would be fun, but, you know, he did it all the time. Like he was, like, I got that. He was, you know, he grew up on his property. It was his mom's property and he grew up doing it. And it was just some fun that he did. And he was inviting me to go along for the ride. And basically he was like pretty much jumping all the way down. But instead of jumping straight down, like the way you would die, he would just jump to like ledges, like boom, 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 all, until he went all the way down. But I am afraid of heights, you know, and I didn't want to, I really didn't want to do it, but I was just, I don't know why I did it. So I took the chance, right? And he made it all the way down to like the last part. And um, at that part, I chickened out, you know, I'm like, actually, you know what? And that it was still a dangerous part. Like the whole thing was dangerous. But basically right at the very, 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 very end, when I was almost there, it was the last little jump. I chickened out, you know. And uh, I had to have him, like, go around to the other side and pull me up. Because I didn't want to do the last leg of the journey. You know. So I remember that part. That was a uh, second dream. The first dream. Um, um, I was on like this, um, it was like, um, the only thing I could describe it was like, you know how they have these inflatables that they put on like the water for like water or beach parties. Like say there's like a huge beach party and he's got these huge inflatables, but this was like a boat inflatable. So it wasn't like, a an actual inflatable, like where you blow it up. Those were on the water too. It was like um, it's like a big beach party or port party where everybody's drinking and partying, and they have all these beach floats. But there's actual boats out there, and everybody's just floating around and going from boat to boat, partying. So it was like that. But this um, type of thing. At first, I thought it was like a house. So it was like a floating house without walls, uh, like only the interior walls. So all the exterior walls were gone, and it was just the interior walls or whatever. But I remember it was somebody's house, and it wasn't mine. I was a guest on. I was a guest on this um, boat, and I was with like two other guys. And next thing I know is some people like floated up on their boats 
And they were like, hey, man, it looks like fun. Can we can we come on? And I was already thinking, like, no, this isn't, for one, this isn't ours. And I was kind of in the back. They were in the front. So I'm thinking these guys are going to say no. But they were my friends, I'm guessing. But they were also friends, too, of whoever's um, houseboat we were on without the walls. And I was thinking they were going to say no, but they said, yeah. And uh, I don't know what they told. Oh, I think he said they was like, how much? He said thirty five dollars each. And they were like, OK. And um, I'm like, man, that's pretty expensive because I, I, th- I only saw like two or three people. So I'm just like, well, that's weird for them to just make up a price considering they didn't ask the owners, you know, what the owners would think. Because maybe the owners would say no. And or owner, I don't know who's, you know, who owned it or whatever. And then, um, you know, and and since they bypassed asking the owner because they thought it would be okay. Um, they should at least ask the owner um, the price so they could give the owner the money. But it didn't seem like they were worried about that, you know. And um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, they end up giving me, I guess, like my cut of it. And I was going to give my cut to the owner. And I was thinking they were going to give you know, their cut too. I didn't really, all I know is just, again, people after people, just tons of people just loaded on to this, this um, houseboat to where it be, it was like, all I remember was it, it turned bad quick. Like, I don't know, I think it started storming and um, basically it was like this houseboat that I was on was actually about to start sinking. And then the owners like rushed to find out what was going on. And it was like, they were trying to bring the boat back in the land or whatever, because it would, it would like this boat actually attached. This houseboat was actually an extension of their actual house that was on land. So, by them bringing it back in, they were really trying to um, reconnect it back to their house on land. But they could, they had to get rid of all these people, and they started turning violent, like because basically everybody started drowning at out here at sea or whatever. And um, the own like I'm fighting like those two guys. They gave me they cut and left, and it just got out of control. Like people were partying so heavily that they didn't even notice that the storm came and everybody started drowning and I'm fighting, I'm fighting to, um, to, to get the owner's attention. Like, Hey, it's me. It's me. I know you, I know you let me in. And they were like the, the guy, I remember, Cause I'm like in the water at this point and I'm trying to climb up. Like I'm like, people are on top of me and everything. 
And I'm just trying to, I'm just grabbing, like clawing at him, at his arms and at the arms of the people that's on land and the, in the house, it's on a sturdy foundation to, to recognize my face. And even though they see me, they still didn't care. They're like, no, you messed up. And I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with it. Like, you know, I, I saw what was going on, but I didn't. It's just like my life story, you know, it just sucks. It's like being too nice will get you into a lot of trouble here because being too nice and going along with the flow um, so that you're pleasing the people um, will get you in trouble because the world is the world, right? The world has selfish interest and it, all these dreams, you know, it just it's all the same thing. It's like you have to turn your back on people who are not living an obedient lifestyle to Christ or you will face the same doom as them. And that's what I was experiencing. And I don't know why God gave me these dreams, because I'm at a point where I've already cut everybody off. I've cut everybody out of my life, like everybody. Honestly, I really have. Like, I don't even play no more. And yes, people do keep popping up and keep reaching out to me because that's how the devil works. But I'm very stern at this point in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I let them know, you know, right away. Like, hey, I'm living my life for Jesus. If you're not, I love you. I hope you get on track. But I don't got time. I'm not here to hold your hand. I'm letting you know, like, you have to be obedient to Christ and obey his teachings. And, um, and if you're not, then, you know, we're not friends. And they're like, you know, I know people feel bad about it, but I don't care. I am, I've, I've lived and learned, trust me, I've, I've wasted most of my life trying to, um, worried about people's feelings who are not worried about mine. And, um, those, those days are over. If you don't care, that I'm worried about working out my salvation with fear and trembling, then I'm sorry. I just don't care to uh, be in your life for what reason or purpose. There's millions of other people out there whose lives you can be around. There's other, millions of other people out here that will willingly go partying and drinking and fornicating and, and, and living the worldly life with you. I don't want to do it. I'm sorry. Like, I literally don't even want to leave my house anymore. Like, all I care about is just that I can go and be with Jesus. That's it. That really is the only thing I care about. Now, obviously, um, I do have to live here. You know, unfortunately, against my will, I don't want to be here. I tell God all the time, I wish I was never created and I wish I never existed because I don't want to be here. I don't want to take the chance of not being with God and not being in heaven, you know. I mean, I'm I'm sure none of us picked that we wanted to be here, you know. I just am very vocal about it with the Lord. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I'm not going to take my life, obviously. So I have to, to live this life and go through it and do what I'm called to do, which is spread the gospel, you know, implement the Lord's teachings the best way I can, be repentful, keep short accounts with the Lord, and I just got to try my best. And it's very, very difficult. I can't do it without Jesus. It's impossible, you know, but that is my focus, you know, and I don't want to be around people because I can backslide easy. 
you know, I got a big heart and I'm gullible and naive and I know these things about myself. I know that about my character and I know people take it and run with it and I just can't do it. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. So, um, but yeah, I finally, in that first dream, I finally, uh, that guy looked at me. He was extremely angry with me, but he grabbed my arm and he pulled me up. So yes, by the skin of my teeth, I got out of that, that last, actually it was the first dream, but since I told it reversed, um, that whatever was fresh is my memory. And, um, I forgot when I woke up at that time, but I looked it up and it was something like James popped up in the concordance and, um, I don't even know. It just didn't feel like it had any connection to that. So, I don't know, man, but I don't know if these are rapture dreams or not, but, um. In between this, I woke up and watched a video from, um, gosh, what's that guy's name? Hosea David, Eagle Eye Openers Rapture channel. And he was just saying that when the rapture happens, which is very imminent and very, very soon, um, it's pretty much only going to be children that are raptured which is scary so I don't even remember the details of what he was talking about I just actually remember that just the title of that video sticking out I'm going to go back and watch it but immediately after that video because I woke up in between these dreams to like get up out of my sweat and go use a bathroom plus I'm still getting over the flu that a passenger gave me some very rude attorney I picked up last week at the airport and the icon on my app when I first arrived at the airport said that he was farther up so I had to keep driving because in order to, you know, for your timer to start, because you have a timer, like if they don't show up at a certain time, you leave. And uh, and to notify them and let them know that I'm there, I had to pull all the way up to this location. The devil is just, like I said, there's not, not a day that goes by that Satan isn't working. I got trapped in the elevator yesterday, okay? Trapped in the elevator you know, it doesn't matter what we do. Like, we're definitely li living under the curse. Like, I'm very aware and have a very acute sense of what's going on in my day-to-day -day activities at this point in my life. Very sober and clear-minded. And I've come to the realization that it's absolutely impossible to not miss the mark and to not sin. And to not make mistakes. It's impossible to not make a mistake every day. It is going to happen. Something is going. Like. 
it, something is going to happen in order f- for for that to happen, you know. But let me finish before I get into the elevator incident. So this guy at the airport, I picked him up. Like I had to go drive all the way up to pick him up, and obviously, just my luck, he wasn't at that location. He was actually where I originally stopped. But when you're picking people at the airport, you can't put it in reverse and back up because there's 10 other cars behind you. Unless you're like the best backwards driver ever. And even if you did, there's all these crosswalks and security guards. Somebody's going to stop you. So that was one of those situations. Like I had to pull forward to activate the 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 the, the app to notify the driver that I was there. But I couldn't reverse it and back up. Um, not that I would anyways, because you have to go to the marker. So I never knew that I was going to have to back up. I thought, you know, with with this app, you don't get a picture of the guy you're, or the girl you're picking up. You get a name and a pickup location. You have to go to the exact pinpoint to pick them up, to activate, to let them know that you're there and activate the timer and that's what I did I did my job did what I was supposed to do but he wasn't there and so I'm waiting the timers running out and I see people I'm yelling his name Robert 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 you know the guys from like Florida or something he's a big shot attorney and they're like no I'm not Robert I'm not Robert or whatever and then this guy in my rear view is looking at me shaking his head uh speed walking towards me all flustered and mad at me he said i'm robert can't you see that and i'm just like oh god here we go you know what i mean and at that point i just wanted to leave because i didn't want to deal with him i didn't feel like i had to explain myself to him um of course they'll complain and i'll get in trouble it's my life story you can't win here it's impossible this is Satan's territory. Like, I'm doomed. Don't you get it? If you're a Christian, you're doomed. We're doomed to hell. Trust me. I talk to God all the time and tell him how unfair it is to be here. But we're living under the curse. It's not our fault. It's Adam and Eve's fault. You know, and even if they didn't do it, somebody would have did it sooner or later. Yeah, it's impossible. You know, you need Jesus. That's the point. You need Jesus if you... If you want to make it out of here. Other than that, you're going to hell pretty much. Is my take on it, you know? Everybody's entitled to their opinion, I guess. But for me, being a person, a, a lifelong, spending my life questioning why do I exist and why am I here? You know, 40 years later, this is my conclusion to it, okay? So... You know, I tried to explain, yeah, 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 pop the trunk. So people don't, people are nasty. People don't care. People are selfish. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to understand your point of it. You're just the Uber driver. I'm the hot shot attorney. You do what I say. You work for me now. So he gets in, turn the music down. Not that I ever have it loud anyway. I just got it loud enough to where I don't got to hear you breathe. And I don't got to hear you try to talk to me. Trust me, it's not a great job, you know. I do it because any other job I've ever had, it's just people are gunning for you when you're a Christian. Don't you get it when you're a target? 
You know, like when you're a target, don't you understand every single day the enemy's gunning for you through any and every willing and able body that he can get at you? That's really what's happening here as a Christian. You're under attack. And there's no breaks. Even when you go to sleep, you're under attack, as you can see in my dreams. My body needs a rest, but guess what? My soul's being tormented. It's not fair. This life is not fair. And look at the type of dreams that I'm getting. So even like even though I'm trying to do the best job I can do and I keep falling short, it's like God still let me know. Hey man, <laughs> you're still not not gonna make it, you know. I mean what what is that for hope? You know, it crushes you. It makes you not want to try. You know? I I cry a lot. Like this is not a good experience here, you know? But according to the glories of heaven, it's this is nothing. So you gotta tolerate it. So um, the guy gets in the car, you know, I turn the, turn the um, radio down. Usually they ask that because they need to make a phone call, which is fine. I respect it. I don't care. But obviously now I have to listen to, to this, even though I don't want to uh, want to be lost in my thoughts. But, you know, he's making it apparent. Does I find out he's an attorney? He calls his wife. He's having this long conversation. Um, she's drunk. Obviously, I could get it's like a movie. Honestly, I mean, just everything that's going on is just like a movie. Movies that I've seen hundreds of times in my life. And you know, he's just like, well, yeah, you know, I just, you know, just let you know, you know, that thing, you know, your daughter gave me, I don't, or somebody she knows, I don't know, I guess, you know, maybe some lady he's dating, I don't know if it's his wife or whatever, seems like it's, it could be, I don't know, I'm just guessing, but he pretty much says, I got what she gave me, and she was like, oh, you got the flu, he's like, I don't know if it's the flu, I know it's the cough thing, you know. And then he starts coughing in my car. The windows are rolled up. And obviously, when you start coughing in the car and all the windows are rolled up, you're sub subjecting me to that virus. And every other passenger that gets in and out of my car that day. So I crack my window And, you know, it's making a noise because of the wind and we're on the freeway. And so I know that irritating him. So what do I do? Because I told you my characteristic traits. I roll it back up. And guess what? I suffered for it. I got the flu from that. And it shut me down. So bad because I refuse to get vaccinated because I know what they put in the vaccines because I do my research. And there's a good chance if I went and got vaccinated, I'd probably die. And since I know that, that would be suicide, which means I wouldn't have a chance to ask for forgiveness. So I'm not going to do that. And yes, I'm very well aware that tons of people and 
past generations. You know, a long time ago, they died from the flu. The flu wiped out populations. So it's a very deathly experience, right? It's a common occurrence today, obviously. But um, this, whatever this was, man, oh my God, this was the worst flu I have ever, ever, ever experienced. These things are like super flus now. I get why people are dying from them now without the vaccination. Because I felt like dying. I'm just getting over that. Just yesterday morning, it finally broke. And it was a struggle. I'm talking about I couldn't sleep or eat for three days. And the whole time, I'm begging the Lord all hours of the night. Begging, 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 begging over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I couldn't I couldn't tell you how many times I prayed. Countless, countless, countless times I prayed. Why, Lord? Why won't you heal me? Why are you doing this to me? Why won't you heal me, God? And I'm like, I get like I understand there's people that are quadriplegics that haven't been healed. I get it. So finally sinks in. I'm not going to get healed. He doesn't want to heal me. I have to deal with this. Am I going to die? Am I dying? Is this what you know? You just get all these thoughts in your head because you're deathly ill. I mean, I, I couldn't move. I couldn't move like the pain in my body, the pain everywhere throughout my whole body, feet ankle, toes, back of my knees, my thighs, my calves, my elbows, my forearms, my hands. I couldn't grab anything. I had no strength. My neck, um, my head was the worst. It was the worst migraine ever. They talk about putting your head in the vice. It was worse than that. Like I couldn't begin to tell you I wanted to die. That's what all I kept asking for. Like, okay, fine. This is death. Just let me die, Lord. Please just let me die. Can I die now? Like that, I just wanted the relief of that pain. I went online and started begging people to pray for me. That didn't work. Nothing was working. Now, gradually, after each day, it subsided. Certain things subsided, like the the ache and pain throughout the body. That kind of went. The last thing to go was the worst thing, which was. The, the 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 migraines and um, I was still dealing with that yesterday. Now that I'm awake, telling you these dreams, I do feel like it's past. So that was a four day affair. <sighs> My gosh, and I'm being obedient. Don't you understand? Like I'm being obedient, and this is happening to me. So I can only imagine like what other people are going to go through because everything, everything's different, but it can be very similar, you know, it's exhausting. I'm exhausted. Like I am so exhausted. And it's like, I'm telling God, like, God, look, you know, I don't have insurance. You know that if I get shut down in any type of way, I'm homeless. Like I, I don't have a, a savings account. I don't have anybody to loan me any money. God, I have nobody but you. 
You know, like I'm telling God these things and it's the truth. I don't have nobody. I don't have no family. Nobody's going to help me out here. I'm not going to be able to call anybody and ask for help. Nobody is cares about me like that. Don't you get it? Like people will call me. I'll break my back for them. I'm always giving money to homeless people. I'm always giving food to homeless people. You know, I'm always helping my friends out, whatever friends I barely keep in contact with. Like, I do have friends, and I tell them, like, you know, I am here for you for mentoring and prayer and advice that I get from the Bible. You know, like, if you don't want to read the Bible or go to the Lord's Word, I'll do it for you. But that's all I can do for anybody at this point, and I tell them. And it, I know it's not good enough for a lot of people, but I know... It's a matter of time. Sometimes, you know, I'll hear from people every week or so. You know, every couple of days I might hear from somebody, you know. And um, I know, I know they're probably reaching out to, like, check on me. But really, they not. They just want to tell me what they're been, they've been going through. This is a selfish, selfish existence. I get it. Very well aware of how it works, you know. I know if anybody contacts me, they want something. Nobody wants to hear about the word of God. Nobody wants to hear about me. You know, if they ask about me, it's a front. They need something. They just feel guilty about asking me for that right away because they don't want me to turn away and say no. So they're going to start off by What's up? How you been? Something like that, you know, something along those lines, you know, or find something to have to, to talk about, you know, and then sometimes they're aware that I know that. So they might just, you know, have like some chatless side chatter and then they fade back away, you know, like check in, check out, you know, because they probably already know that I know. And that I'm expecting them to ask me for a favor. And they decide that they don't want to ask for the favor. And they just don't. But nine times out of ten, um, if they see that I'm not like pressing God on them right away, they will feel like, you know, they dip their toes in the water and it's safe to get in. And then they'll, they'll try to set something up and then... It could not be exactly what they wanted, but once they get me to do something, then they can ask me to do what they really wanted me to do. So I'm just aware of it. I'm not, I'm just not into it. I don't got time to waste. I don't want to hang out. Honestly, I want to win souls for Christ and I want to get through this myself. This is just a different time period. We're living in the end times. End times. Keep. Keyword being the end of time. Time is running out. You know, if you see a loved one on their deathbed, do you think they want to go to the nightclub and party with you? If they, they're due to die in two days and they're deathly ill? No. Probably just want to be in your presence before they die. You know, enjoy your company. I don't know, man. Um, 
this is what it is. So, I don't know. I gotta go back to this horrible existence of mine. Any hope of like actually having a real life just doesn't seem real to me anymore. Um, I fought for that, and that's why I backslid a lot, you know. I wanted to find a partner, you know, after my divorce. I was lonely. I wanted to remarry, I guess, find another companion. really wasn't even about remarrying, you know. I just wanted to have a female companion, you know, to spend time with, you know, to snuggle, cuddle, go out to eat, you know, just companionship, a woman's companionship. But that's dangerous, you know, because sex and fornication, so can't just be any woman. It has to be a woman that respects the Lord's wishes and doesn't want to uh, have sex until we're married, you know, so just completely opposite of what this reality is. Nobody lives by that anymore. It's dead. I don't see it anywhere. There's no hope for this generation, man. It's disgusting. It's hard. I don't see how anybody's going to make it. Sorry to seem so pessimistic about it, but it's just my reality at this point, you know. But yeah, I mean, I I do want to start a family, you know, I want kids. I mean, I am still young enough to where I can do that. It's not like I'm old, old, you know, but whatever, whatever, man, whatever, I don't know. I'm hopeless. I don't even care, you know, just practice abstinence and follow the orders to head honcho upstairs, you know. It sucks in a way, because, you know, what do we know? You know, like, even eating is, like, a sin. I feel like, you know, like, eating too much in a day, I regret it. Like, if I'm full, I regret being full. Because I don't want to feel tired and lazy, you know? So it's like, that's one thing I'm constantly judging, like, how much do I eat? Like last night, I, I well, yesterday I ate once because the fever broke or uh, the flu broke. And I didn't eat all day really. So it was like, I think like, oh yeah, that elevator incident, I'll tell you that. So I go to deliver this guy's food and he orders it the 21st State Street. There's no parking there. None. Like the parking there, you actually got to go to like an underground parking garage. And then there's a parking, a sign for parking on 
in the alley of that building, but there was a sign that said full, no parking. And then where I was at, there's this, the sign said no parking, loading zone. And so I'm like, man, so I threw the hazards on and I got out of my car and I left my car running. And I went to the security guy and I'm like, hey, man, I'm calling this dude and I'm texting him and he's not responding. And my job tells me to set a timer and wait for and he, to see if he respond. If he doesn't respond within that timer, then I have to mark deliver to go on to the next order. And. Um, he's like, OK, and I'm like. Well, look, man, I left my car running with the hazards. Can you please just keep an eye on my car so I don't get a ticket? And mind you, he has his job to do. So even though he says yes, it's very well possible something else can happen. He get distracted. A parking dude walks walks up and he slaps a, a parking meter on my ticket or slaps a ticket on my window. And he tells me that. And so that's what I, I'm faced with. Let's see. Most of these people don't tip, but this guy, he was tipping like $3, which still sucks. Honestly, I mean, Grubhub pays you like $3 for the delivery, you know, and you got to do It's just a horrible job. Like yesterday, I literally made like six or $7 an hour and I worked from 10 to 10. I worked 12 hours yesterday, made like six or $7 an hour for the day. I think in... 12 hours, I made $78 and some change. And I put $15 in the tank. So you're looking at like, I don't know, $63 I made in 12 hours. You guys do the math. It's like five dollars an hour or something like that. Yeah. Welcome to my life. That's why I'm on welfare. But like I said, it doesn't matter what job that I get. Like if I go get a normal job before this, I was in the funeral industry. So if I go get a normal job, you know, don't you know, Satan is going to try to get me fired. He's going to cause problems. People are going to target me. You can't win. You cannot win in this life. It's impossible. I have no luck here. I'm sick of it. I hate it. I hate this existence. I'm not even joking. Like, I do have good days. Well, days that I would consider good. Being in where I can work the same amount of hours. And make twice as much, which still sucks. Which means I might make $120 in 12 hours and, and put 30 in the tank and walk away with $90. Still sucks. Still able to pay my, my bills, barely. Barely able to eat. I can't eat three meals a day. Um, I'm poor, if you haven't gathered it. You know, I guess America's version of poor. So, whatever. This is life. I'm not complaining, I guess. I am. I don't know. 
I'm ready for it to be over with. That's the truth. You know, I honestly, yeah, if I could, I went to college. Like, I'm not stupid. Like, I, when I was submitting resumes, they said I'm overqualified. That's what I get when I submit resumes at job. I'm overqualified. I didn't even understand that was like a word. I mean, that they actually, that you cannot get hired. Like, just give me a, the best position then. You know, like, what is it? Like, I've heard the, the craziest, weirdest things to where it just baffles my mind. Like, that's why I had to dig deeper and get into the Bible and actually figure out what's really going on in my life to find out, you know, what's wrong, what's happening, you know. Things was going, starting to go really great for me when I was dabbling in, in the occult and new age. You know, that's when I met Busy Bone from Bone Thugs of Harmony and everything took off, you know, when I was pleasing Satan. When I was on that path. But hey, I want to go to heaven, so what does his life matter? It'll be all more worth it if I can make it to heaven, you know, if Jesus lets me in at the end of this life, that would be a blessing, all right, y'all, sorry if it seems like a pessimistic uh, video or a podcast, it is what it is, though, um, yeah, just stick with Jesus and um, weather the storm. Um, just the fact that you're staying afloat is the win-win, I guess, in this scenario. God bless in Jesus' name. Amen.